it's incredibly difficult for small businesses to stay on top of what can be quite burdensome regulation and compliance requirements. Welcome to the Business Behind Your Business, conversations to help your business grow and thrive. Hi, I'm Paul Sweeney, founder of Predium Solutions, chartered accountants and certified business advisors, hosting the Business Behind Your Business. Our guest today on the Business Behind Your Business is Deborah Young, and Deborah is the founding CEO of the RegTech Association. Uh, which is a global non-profit industry member body focused on accelerating adoption of reg tech solutions and creating a global centre of excellence. Um, since helping establish the association in 2017, uh, Deborah has led the growth to over 180 organisations, including 125 reg tech firms. Uh, and included in the association are top-tier banks, global technology companies, consulting firms, and Deborah, uh, as in her role as the CEO of RegTech, has advocated for industry with government, regulators, investors, and trade agencies, and has led the recognition of Australia as the third highest concentration of RegTech producers in the world, which is pretty exciting stuff. So, Deborah, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Paul. I'm be- I'm delighted to be here. Well, we're, we're quite privileged to have you here because I'm looking at your your bio here, and you've got some pretty high-level involvement. Um, you're sitting on the, the Australian Federal Government FinTech Advisory Committee. You're on the New South Wales Government ICT Procurement Task Force, the National Blockchain Roadmap RegTech Committee, and you're a member of ASIC's Digital Committee and, and regular speaker and presenter um, of RegTech programs worldwide. So we're privileged to have you here, so it's great that we can have this conversation. Yeah, excellent. And this is what it's all about for me is um, advocating um, for RegTech. And so platforms like this are very valuable um, to us as an organisation and to our stakeholders that we um, that we advocate for RegTech, educate around RegTech, what is RegTech, that kind of thing. So thank you. I really appreciate this um, opportunity. That's great. So we, we've mentioned the word RegTech quite a bit already in, in, in opening. Um I guess the, the, before we start, we need to actually understand what RegTech is. So yes, which indeed. Which one explaining that? Yeah, sure. So RegTech, and I'll say uh, that again, it's RegTech rather than RegTech. So it's not named after your Uncle Reg, but it's actually short for the word regulation. Uh, so RegTech is short for regulatory technology. And it really is um, a family of technologies or emerging technologies that have been developed to improve the way businesses manage their regulation and compliance. So simply put, that's what it is. And underneath that, there's a whole range of different things and different solutions that it helps. It helps reduce some of the burden of regulation and, and compliance. Mm-hmm. And, and businesses everywhere would be delighted to have less regulation and compliance or make that easier uh, in their day-to-day transactions. So can you tell us some ways that uh, business would you actually use RegTech or RegTech solutions in their day-to-day operations? Yeah, so I might start by saying, you know, RegTech certainly stream, streamlines regulation and compliance, but there are a whole of system benefits um, around RegTech as well, and that includes that it builds more trust into the system. 
uh, so that consumers can act with more confidence. Uh, people working within businesses have more powerful tools to surface and manage risks. And boards, of course, can have access to more accurate and timely information. And some of the ways that businesses might do that, it might be uh, what's known as e-discovery. So that is where where is your compliance and regulatory information right now and how is it being shared, uh, which is very salient at the moment with the pandemic and many people still working in a remote uh, working environment. So where is your information and how is it being passed around? It might be as part of a digital identity or a stakeholder or customer identification process where RegTech might be used. Uh, RegTech might be used to surface money laundering and other financial crimes. It might be used for regulatory reporting. It might be used to check in on the conduct and culture of an organisation. It could be used to uh, manage workflows more effectively It could be used to convert PDF documents into a digital format. It could be used to safeguard and secure data and other valuable information. It could also be used to analyse voice recordings, so very handy for things like call centres. It might be used to manage and monitor staff compliance um, if you're part of a mandatory licensing regime. Now, obviously, this doesn't come as all part of one solution. That's a whole myriad of solutions that are commonly part of the RegTech family, and I've probably missed a few out, but there are. it is a very broad uh, range of solutions that make up the RegTech, um, the RegTech family. Mm. And it's quite topical at the moment, as you mentioned, with uh, the working from home and the COVID, so like the questions that you raise are like where, where is your data and who's got control of it and how is it being handled? But even that whole idea of how do we transact with our regulations, our our licensing bodies, uh, even even just applying for trade licences is, is a bit of a nightmare. And I know that in the recent budget, the government earmarked uh, a large amount of spending to improve our digital transaction experience. So would that, um, is it, are we going to see any benefit of that in terms of how we transact with particularly government agencies? Yes, I think that's a great question. And um, I've spent quite a lot of time over the last 12 months working on our relationships with government. So I think it is fair to say the government um, at all levels, that's um, state and federal, are alive to reg tech uh, very much so at the moment. I think 12 months ago it was kind of, they were still struggling probably a little bit with what to do with it as it was nested under uh, fintech uh, for ease. But we've very much been speaking on a platform to say that um, reg tech can not only benefit fintech but it can benefit any regulated industry vertical. And so this this is why the government right now are very interested in reg tech because this can not only benefit the financial system but also any other regulated um, industry. And, of course, there are many such as agriculture, healthcare, telco, energy, um, anything that has a regulated, um, anything that is a regulated industry will have some kind of a requirement for reg tech. And so I think the government certainly have seen the benefits not only uh, from a policy-making perspective and also about driving Australian jobs and exports, but also how government can benefit from RegTech within their own processes to actually streamline their own processes and make things much more efficient as they seek to reduce red tape and, and, and things like that. So I think um, 
Government's certainly high on our agenda um, right now from a, a buy, government as a buyer, but also government as a policymaker and as an influencer. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it just interestingly, when you describe the government as a buyer, does that mean that, that there's opportunities for businesses to develop products to, to sell as part of this regulation environment? Yes, absolutely. And in fact, um, as part of the last budget announcement, there was um, an $11.4 million um, uh, amount of funding that has um, that has gone into a program called BREE, which stands for Business Research Innovation. Mm, I've forgotten what the last I stands for. But what that is, is, is actually a program that the government are running to uh, basically ask reg tech companies to step forward across a range of different industries and actually um, uh, provide solutions to particular uh, government uh, challenges. And so that's across four different um, areas of industry, so not just financial services but other um, areas as well. Uh, one of those, for example, is asbestos. So they're very much looking at how they can become a buyer and, and it's very it's very um, heartening to see that they've got such a program in place, and I'm hoping that there'll be follow-on programs um, from that in the future. Mm-hmm. So we've got the government as a buyer, and, and perhaps our, our small and business, medium, small and medium business owners as, as suppliers to that market. So, what uh, can you sort of unpack a bit more the role of the RegTech Association in in this process? Yeah, so we're um, so you said it actually in your introductory remarks. So basically, our association is committed to accelerating the adoption of RegTech. So what that means is that we play a very important role in helping all parts of our ecosystem to collaborate um, more easily, which was really why the association was formed in the first place because there was a, f- a fairly big dysfunction happening. It was very hard for software vendors to get the attention of the various uh, financial institutions who were the main customer base to begin with. Uh, Very difficult to to speak to the right people about the right things who had the right appetite and budget. And so what we've effectively done is, is, is created a community and we've been able to make the voice a bit louder and make the voice a bit more focused. And we've been able to do that in a very non-sales environment. We've been very focused on problem statements, so that is going to the problems that the industry are experiencing, and then we've been able to to create programs that bring regulators, that bring the vendors, that bring the regulated entities themselves or the buyers, if you like, along on the journey and, and to look at the opportunity in a very safe place. And so this is one of the ways that we can accelerate adoption by, by amplifying uh, the voice and bringing everybody um, together. We run an education program as well. On my earlier comments, I've said that education right now is very um, important. So education and advocacy. Um, we're also looking at um, expanding into new markets. And so that you could read that as export markets, but it all, also could be just new verticals that could be potential buyers of RegTech that haven't acknowledged RegTech yet as something that could add value um, to them. So there's quite a lot of opportunity there. And last but not least, um, what has been slow to date over the last four years is capital investment into the industry. Um, and by that, I'm talking about private capital, so things like venture capital, 
Uh, there has been some angel investment, but probably around 60 to 70% of our founders have been backed by their own money. Mm. So they've been founder-led and they've been founder-backed. And clearly we are trying to make a transition away from that so we can actually help these companies to grow to some uh, to some scale. So they're kind of the three things that we do and we run, you know, a range of different activities and programs, mostly online at the moment because of the uh, pandemic. And we also run an annual conference and we also have a big awards um a big awards uh, program uh, that we run and, and that will be run, we hope, this year um, towards the end of the year in a face-to-face way. So in short, it's really about bringing the industry together in bite-sized chunks around things that they really care about. And the programs are very, very well attended right now and not just Australia but to a uh, global audience. And to, to demonstrate that, in 2019 we had 1,000 people attend our programs and in 2020, we had 5,000 people attend the program. So it, it's it's been growing um, uh, quite significantly and in particular during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So that, that has that has helped. And I know having attended a, a number of those sessions uh, as an observer, there's some amazing stuff being done in that red tech um, area. Would it, would it be fair to say that fintech has been the uh, the more exciting industry and has had a lot more attention to date? Yes, uh, for sure, for sure. I mean, it, it, it's been recognised as an industry in its own right for um, a longer period of time. And obviously, financial services, financial services uh, is obviously a very traditional and old industry. And, you know, the fintech technology has come in to create more competition and to disrupt some of the traditional banking model. And already we're seeing we're seeing some of the traditional banks actually really doing some fantastic things with some of the fintech, you know, technology that they've acquired or onboarded. I, I think that in, in a lot of the government strategies, fintech has been around for a lot longer. So that's understandable. Uh, I think where regtech is concerned, uh, most fintechs should have probably a, a regtech overlay in their in their solution somewhere so they can actually be a, a, a buyer or a user of regtech as well. But I think um, RegTech is certainly coming up the food chain, um, which we're happy to see, and I think that's largely because of the the work of the association over the last um, four years. And, and whilst I, I still think that fintech is more widely recognised, part of what we're trying to do is educate around the benefits of RegTech to try and, you know, even, even that up a little bit. And, and given that it does have applicability over other verticals, it does make it a very powerful um, range of solutions that can benefit, mm-hmm. you know, be of economic benefit to Australia and, and beyond. Yeah. yeah, and we, look, we've already talked about how the budget's flagged um, investment in that industry and improving that digital experience. So uh, we, we're getting to see more investment in, in the RegTech area, but what else is on the horizon for, for RegTech in Australia? Well, I think um, there's still quite a lot of work for us to do, and you mentioned earlier that we are the third largest uh, concentration um, of red techs in the world in, in Australia, and we're using that positioning to really lead some global um, conversations. There is still much education uh, work to do, particularly with government, so this will have a focus for us in the next uh, 12 months. 
Uh, we'll also be spending quite a bit of time educating investors. And in fact, just this afternoon, I'm running our very first investor uh, showcase event. Uh, we are having record numbers of investors coming to the association right now and asking about how they can connect in with the diff different technology companies. So those, those programs are, are, are driven to fast track that whole process. I think small business is still an underserved uh, market when it comes to compliance and regulation. And it's incredibly difficult for small businesses to stay on top of what can be quite burdensome regulation and compliance requirements. And so this is something that the association wants to look at in the future. We have been focused on the large end of town, but I think over time we will start to look at how RegTech could have some great benefits for small um, business. And we've begun to ramp up our uh, programs across the board, our discussing of industry issues where we'll be taking a more frontline position on things and then looking to our, we have a number of strategic alliance partners that we want to do more with over the next um, 12 months to drive more vital conversations. And obviously participating in things like this um, is fantastic. Um, so the call out is if there's anybody out there listening uh, that would like to learn more, I'd be delighted to come along and uh, talk to your group or your um, community. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned this, there's opportunities for small business as a buyer, but also probably more as, as a developers of technology, um, which can be sold to governments. But you also hinted, I guess, at export markets there, because we seem to be a leader in, in this space worldwide. Is that, is that true? Yes, well, we're, we're um, certainly looking to assess the current opportunities to actually understand in a very contemporary way so this year we're, we're doing a piece of research with the Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade for the APEC, for all of the APEC economies, and we're trying to map where RegTech and FinTech sits right now. So it's pretty exciting that later on this year that we'll be uh, publishing um, an, uh, an APEC paper, which is going to try and pinpoint the um, where both FinTech and RegTech are up to and actually showcasing what best practice looks like across those economies. So it's a pretty exciting time, I think, for RegTech because that, that could open up lots of opportunities. It could start conversations in places that we hadn't necessarily thought of to begin with. I mean, as Australians, I think we have gravitated towards English-speaking countries as our natural alliance partners, if you like, but there could be quite significant scale to be gained from other um, other of the APEC nations that aren't necessarily uh, English speaking as their first language, but have significant scale and may not be the hub as we are of RegTech solutions. So it's a great opportunity for Australia right now, I would say. So if if our listeners uh, want to find out more about the RegTech Association or to become involved, what should they be doing? Well, the first thing they can do is they can go to our website, which is www.regtech.org.au and connect with us there via email or subscribe to our database. There's an add to mailing list um, link on there. 90% of our events are free for anybody to attend and open um, uh, to anybody to attend. And then if uh, you are interested in joining, there's information there on joining the association and the various different uh, membership categories are listed on there. And that's all an online process as well. So the whole thing is is online. But if you just want to make an inquiry, uh, by all means, uh, drop us an email or connect with us on LinkedIn. We have a company page under the RegTech Association or you can connect with me um, 
directly via LinkedIn and um, I'll make sure that you're um, put into the system. So there's a number of different ways that you can get in touch with us and we'd be we'd love to hear from you. That sounds great. And we'll put links to the website and those uh, social media handles in the show notes for our listeners to, to um, follow, follow up on. And, yeah, certainly having experienced some of the events that you've been running and um, I think it's an exciting time and there's some amazing stuff being done by some of the members out there. So encourage people to, to check it out further, um, jump online and have a closer look at what the RegTech Association is actually doing. That's fantastic, Paul. Thank you so much for the opportunity um, and I look forward to hearing from your listeners in due course. Fantastic. Thank you again, Deborah. I know you're extremely busy and doing an amazing job for RegTechs uh, in Australia and uh, we wish you all the success uh, with the future work that you're doing for RegTech. Thanks very much, Paul. Thanks for listening. Do you have a question you'd like our team of experts to answer? If you do, send your question to podcast at thebusinessbehindyourbusiness.com. To hear more from The Business Behind Your Business, don't forget to subscribe using your favourite podcast player. Or you can visit thebusinessbehindyourbusiness.com website.